up for you soon. It's going to catch up. And um, I do remember growing up as a kid, you know, I think life was way better than what it was or what it is now. You know, I, it was a time of military era then. And, um, you know, we, we felt it was a bad, you know, it was a, it was a bad time. You mean the, uh, yeah, the military? Yeah, but things were better, you know. We're, um, we're I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I, I don't think I agree that things were better. Things were then. better. Look around you. I, I, I wasn't born there. But Zeke, during the, mil, the, um, the um, military rule, there was so much cool. And with every coup, people die. But people still die now. It's worse now. During that time, our parents, our parents' time era, life was better. There was value for human life. There was value for, for, for money. You know, there was, there was, there, there was opportunity. You know, I'm pretty sure you hear you hear your parents say stuff like, "Oh, once I was done with school, I got a job. You know, had loan from the bank." You don't get such now. The youths don't have. You know, that's why you see a lot of youths get involved in, you know, illegal activity. Why? Because there's no direction. There's no, there's no, there's no system for them to strive. We are lost. That's why everyone wants to leave the country, looking for greener pasture in the Western world. So for me, like, that's why I use the word, things were better then than now. Not in all aspects, but compared to what's happening now, and we keep saying we're practicing democracy. Uh, no. This is not democracy, I'm sorry. So can I ask you guys, uh, who do, like, do you, I think it's obvious that Nigerian politicians, they hold everyone else accountable for themselves. Like, Twitter thing happened, they didn't blame themselves for Twitter, you know, for, for Twitter deleting the presidency's tweet. They blamed it on Nigeria, which then they went ahead with blocking Twitter in Nigeria. Um, sorry, just to jump on to what you said about Twitter. So for me, I think the you know the the presidency doesn't have good people as an advisor. You know, it has a very myopic way of thinking. You look at the bigger picture. Why would you want to, you know, block a platform that generates a lot of revenue for a lot of youth, for a lot of people? You know, look at um, in, even investors are going to be scared of coming to the country. You know, like these are the things we see and we say. That you can't do this in this era. You can't do this. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of Twitter, there are measures you can take to, you know, to um, not necessarily sanction them. Or you can have a system where there's checks and balance rather than eradicate this using the usage of Twitter in the country. A lot of people run their business using this platform. This platform has helped a lot of youths, a lot of people to gain not just exposure, you know, which regarding what they're doing as you know as individuals, even politicians, they yeah. they campaign isn't they use the platform. Like today, I think article, it's it's even it's sad that it's the same name. Since <laughs> it's oh my, oh why my. do we even need to talk it's about? It's sad that it's the same. Listen, when I was in primary six, I think that this should be in maybe two thousand and five or two thousand and six. Article was in my common affairs. Buhari was like so. When we're talking about all these names in politics in in our in our leadership today in 2021, to me as a as a as a as a kid, right? This it sounded like back then in 2006 when they were, you know when when we when we're being taught about them, it sounded like it was something that happened in the 1960s, 1950. When I look back and compare that time and now, and the fact that I'm still dealing with these names. It's it just says one thing to me. The youth has has no opportunity. The youth have no opportunity, or the youth have no place in the top leadership of Nigeria. And in that sense, we can't move forward. Um see, I I have a different I have a different argument or I have a different opinion about uh youth in in governance in Nigeria. I have my own um I have my own different idea, or should I say, position about it. And this is my position. It is not about the age. It is about the heart. Right? It is about the heart, the mind, to do that which is good. Because I can begin to mention names of people that are in governance or that are in government now that the age that we're in yeah. Can you be proud of their 
what they have done. For example, Ojuz Okalu, when he was the governor, how old was he? Yeah. Look at my state governor, Yaya Bello. How old is he? What is his record now? So for me, it is not about age. For me, it's about vision. For me, it's about what you bring to table. If I have a hundred years old, agreed, age is also a factor because probably this age and time, maybe what we do. But if you begin to bring about the issue of age in age, you look at some of these advanced countries in the world that we have. They have older people still in government, but they are still doing I, well. I, I bring up the issue of age because... See, guys, let me bust your bubble. I just feel that the people queuing up to enter government all in the name of youth, youth, are just looking for the advantage to also make us dry. I've not seen anyone. I've not seen anyone that has displayed anything that is worth it. So all you of think they, they have just, evil intentions? All of them are just queuing up to get their own share. We see them now. Look at this guy that has Q-Locks. That all the name, all the shout is in... Is Hello, is right? in the, yes, is in House of Assembly now. So what has he done that is different? I know he's a legislature and there's a little he can do. But the body language and the, the share grandest display... Desmond what, Elliot. What look at Desmond Elliot. <laughs> you, you know, just mention the so-called youth that you want them to be in government. What have they done different from the people? All these guys are youths that are coming into the government, but still bowing down to godfathers. So there is and all their godfathers are older people. So that means there's nothing they are going to do that is going to be contrary to the whims and caprice of their godfathers. And it's still the same thing. I, in my opinion, I don't think um, the 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 impression that Nigeria has an opposition party, to me personally, it, it doesn't exist. Oh, the same. Do, do you understand what I feel like? It's the same people or the same group of friends ruling that nation, or the same cabal or the way they want to call it. So you've got Obasanjo, you've got Tinubu, you've got Buhari, you've got. Uh, article you so everyone is waiting for, like it's like everyone is taking turn. You know what? I don't think we should overflow the issue of Nigeria. Can we just talk about something more exciting? No, no, about we, we, this I, we we want to we want to we, let's let's see if we can explain to the listeners or if we can communicate to the listeners what we think the solution because each time because we're so like Nigerians are so fatigued with Nigerian issues that. We can't even have a full-on discussion or come up with a solution okay. or a proposal to oh, a solution. Oh, okay, let me let me give you my own position. Then I will just keep quiet about Nigeria. No, no, issue. not position. But what do you think? Yes, okay, what I think. Yeah. So one of the things that I feel is fundamentally wrong with Nigeria is the electioneering process from the party structure. All the flag bearers of those parties all the flag bearers for those parties, how do they become flag bearers? Are they product of good internal democracy within party or godfatherism or the move of Ghana must go back? Because I've not seen one primary being done in Nigeria that people elect their flag bearer based on the ideology of the of this party. This is internal democracy within the party system. I'm not even saying because it is whatever they gave us, or they give us rather, will be what we we'll vote for at the end of the day. So if if somehow so, so somehow, we have no ch- so the election the electionary party or the the platform, platform yeah. or the organization INEC. No, no INEC. I mean the political parties. Okay, for example, now in Nigeria. So you mean they should vet their candidates more? He, well, I I hope I do hope we'll have good product from those. That is the problem. Because take it or leave it, now as it is, in the next election, if you go into the next election, I don't see any other new party coming up to win. There's no other. Because for you to win an election, you need economic power, economic resource to prosecute election. Do you know how much it will cost to prosecute an election in Nigeria? So out of all these smaller, smaller mushroom parties, how many of them have the economic muscle? to do it because the way Nigeria still operates now 
it is not about ranting on Twitter or on Instagram, on the social media that wins election. It is about you being on ground, going to grassroots and doing that. And those things cost lots of money. And also, I also feel the social the the social communities need to help to to further educate people on their civic responsibilities as citizens of that country. When we know our our responsibilities to vote and to be voted for and to question, yeah. then we can begin our journey to the El Dorado. But if not, my guy, it's just a bunch of cycles again. Since since we're since we're on this topic of you know electioneering and uh, candidate selection, so apart uh, to the, to our listeners, so in the beginning of the podcast we said we have three major tribes in Nigeria. We have the Alsa, we have the Yoruba, and we have the Igbos. And for the longest time, the Alsas have been the ones in power at the top, at the presidency, and in many ministries. And now, part of so Nigeria's problems right now is a lot. So you have the insecurity. You have the uh, so because of the insecurity and the uh, the instability of government, the bad governance, and what have you. Any problem you want leadership wise exists in Nigeria right now. The eastern part of Nigeria, mainly consisting of the Igbos, want a break off from this whole system because we feel like our, we have more potential to achieve more if we leave this train that goes nowhere. So, Bounce, you're, you're Yoruba and Zeke is Yoruba. Nigeria, I, I'm, okay, and I'm Igbo. And my opinion in this is that Nigeria has done its best to villainize the independent people of Biafra or the Eastern Nigerians. Many nations across the world that are now together, for example, uh, let me use uh, Canada, for example, uh, Quebec and Montreal, try to you know break away from Canada. I don't know the whole story, but they went through their whole referendum and it just didn't work. But everyone, you know, agreed to disagree or digressed, you know, whichever way you want to put it. Nigeria fought a civil war in 1960s. It didn't work out. The Biafran people joined Nigeria. You know, we, we kept going, right? Things were going okay till the recent times. Like, till about 20 years or 30 years ago. Sorry, it's no, not, not, not okay in the sense, like, the heat that we feel right now, mm-hmm. the heat that we feel right now, and the agitation for IPOB, from, from IPOB, compared to about 20 years ago, it's it's more. No, for, for me, for me, I've always felt the agitation of Biafra has been engraved in the heart of every Easterner in Nigeria. I've never seen one Easterner that doesn't want Biafra, like literally growing up. So why I feel IPOB just came out and we have a spike in in the agitation now is that we left military rule, right? And now we are in demo, in, in civil rule. So in civil rule, people can now wake the sleeping giant and right. say, hey, yeah. we actually want our Because Biafra. we don't want the civil rule. Because if you ask for Biafra under a military guy, guy, you know what you're asking for now. You're asking for death. Yeah. So, but, so now under a civilian rule, we now felt that, okay, asking for this thing, at least there should be, this is my cross with government in Nigeria. This guy said we are grieved. This guy said we are not being treated fairly. This guy said we are being cheated. At least listen to them, right? Listen to them or give them an... We, we operate a federal, a federal system of governance, of government on paper, right? But realistically, it's a unitary system of government, but it's not federal. Because if a federating unit... It's just centralized, you know. Yes. In this, so if a dating unit is so, so okay, yeah, I'm, I don't like this marriage again. I want to go out of this marriage. If you don't want to, this marriage, you, you should give me reasons why. But it's not that you force me to remain in the marriage and you still maltreat me. I I believe this is my position about Nigeria. I believe our numbers is our strength. I believe we should remain as one solid entity. But there is need 
for change of governance style. We need to develop a different kind of government that will make everybody feel relevant within this big, one big family. Yeah, and, and I agree with you because, I mean, you know, with, with numbers come strength, right? Because the thing is, speaking from um, the perspective of somebody from the East, the men, like the, the root of this agitation from IPOB, which means the independent people of Biafra, uh, and the independent people of, of Biafra have a, um, a an armed section called Masab, uh, which have been in fights with the Nigerian military for years. I think from, from, from a civilian point of view, I would say that the reason that we've been agitating for this since this string of bad governance is that we feel like Nigeria is pulling us back. Like the potential that Eastern people have naturally to progress, it's 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 being limited. Sorry, by I, I, another another, sorry, another what, 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 no one one reason yeah. one reason is one reason is that why can't we have a port in a state where the name is literally Port Harcourt? Why is all the ports in Lagos and being overcharged? So for every importation. Is there anything that stops the state government from having so, a seat? No, this is not a state project. Oh. This can be a state project. Why? The state cannot afford it. And But the state can get loan. <laughs> Listen, there, there are some things that are owned by the federal government. See, ports. I, I is, so is port part of the concurrent list or the re, residual list? You know the list in Nigeria, the exclusive list and the list where state operates the other list where federal government operates. It's on the list where federal government operates because this is a, like the, the ports have to do with it's it, it, some of so a, a part of the port is also international waters. Oh, okay. Yeah, do you those understand? on the coastline. So it this it goes above above the state. So this the state can can do something, can have ships coming from Lagos to Port Harcourt, but they cannot because this is this is the decision see, see, from the this, federal this government. The, the federal I... government have no interest in opening up ports in Port Harcourt, but they have big interest in continuously sucking up the oil from the lands in the southeast or this guy. Yeah, this uh, is the delta and all all those riverine areas, but they can't open up a port because this will enrich the eastern part of the country even more. Do you know how much it costs for for like the Igbos? I, I really have a different. I, well, I will tell you. I will tell you something. The Igbos are known for importation and export uh, importation. I would say more right in in a, like everyone does, but they are being, we are being recognized for trade. That is how we survive. So, do you know how much it costs to transport from the ports to the east to unload from the containers? I know. Part so of... now we're not discussing about the political part. It's just the economic impacts of the bad governance and the. No, this is this is my this is my cross with IPOP and Biafra. I think the Igbos, right? They have every right to go on their own. They have every right to be treated as first-class citizens of that country, equal, fair share of that. However, I also feel that. Biafra is an El Dorado. From what we are seeing now, because if you say, oh, Biafra, if we get Biafra, we'll just... There's reach. no guarantee to that. Yes, because, okay, now look at what happened. Look at the look at what we had just last week. The governor of which state? Um, Abia state. Is it Abia? Where Rab- is it? Yeah, Abia, 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 yeah, Abia, Abia. Abia. Yeah, was yeah. So you have a governor <laughs> being asked, <laughs> saying that Dominos is, is one of... It's an achievement. So, so it's an achievement. That <laughs> tells you... What's that thing? What's that thing? What you said in cinema, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Dominos and... Uh, Silverbed or something. Uh, no, no. Dominos and... Uh, um, it's a KFC or something. One other franchise is a yastic for development. So now we are saying that... Abia has a very bad... So... Have very bad Wait road. now, wait now. Very bad was roads. So, so now, if you give the if if we give you Biafra, these are these same guys that will. So somebody yeah. that is saying that Dominos is a measure of development, yastic for development, is the same person you are committing your future to as this thing. Look at what is happening in in Imo. Look at what happened in Imo. Look at all this. Oh, see, all that for me, 
and I stand to be corrected. Other than Peter B, I've not seen one Absolutely. illustrious song. Exactly, Absolutely. actually, yeah. In terms of somebody that comes up, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, because I will speak on that because I think, the, you know, Anambra was in a very um, bad state education-wise before P2B. We, we, like, we literally had nothing going on and P2B took it upon his hands to transform the education system and build new schools in all the local governments in Anambra. He reformed Anambra before this guy, uh, Willie Obiano. Obiano did his best in the... Yeah. Willie Willie, the the fashion go, the fashion governor. <laughs> <He's most time. laughs> like you say, um, you know. But but, 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 but Willie sorry to cut you off, uh, Bounce. But Willie Obiano, in the first years of his uh, governance, he did good security wise, and he, he his 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 leadership has been kind of fluctuating, you know, because today he's good, today he you know he's bad. But then, now that he's leaving, the, he's leaving office, he has done something that I think the people of Anambra has taken it to their heart to forgive him for all, the, all his mess up in the past, and that is building us an airport. Building an airport. So Anambra never had an airport. So with that airport, that, that's visionary. Yeah, that's very. No, it, it, we have, of course, yeah. it's opening up. Like it's 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 you house with trade. You can imagine. You can. Those are some of so the ill treatment, it, it, right? Exactly. You can imagine a commercial. Anamba, that, that's what you have on Isha. Yeah, yeah. And in Newi, and in Newi. So you can imagine such a state without an airport. Oh my God, that is sacrilegious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's you <laughs> talked about. Um, you know, the eastern part of Nigeria seeing themselves as industrious. You're right. Very, they're quite industrious. They feel marginalized. They don't feel the sense of belonging in when in the in in, in the running affairs of Nigeria as a country. I we all get it. It's not just the Igbos. Other part of Nigeria feels the same as well. Or I can feel the marginaliza marginalization more on the Igbos. But my question here is, yes, federal government hasn't done done enough, but what is the state government doing for its people? Yes. Absolutely nothing. You guys, look, the East gets... Listen, everyone enough. in power in Nigeria get, is look, all cut from the same cloth. They get resources from the oil, right? The certain percentage. Yes. What, are they, what have they done with that? With first? that. At least if you have it, at least come do on. Do we really? Yeah, what have you done with no, it? No, do we really get certain do, percentage yes. from... Even though it's yeah. one cobalt. You do. Certain, what least have you done of, with it? It's called 30% of derivation from oil. What have they done with that? At least start with something. Don't just be crying and, and say, that's oh, what that's what that hurts me a lot. Nigeria has money. You know one thing that is you know you, 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 you know the is, amount of money in that country. Of course, we I all know. Course, no. But like you like in the east, these are representatives from those states. They're still not doing good for themselves. So how do you I expect the federal government to now come to your aid? I can understand it. You guys are struggling. The government isn't catering for to your needs. But start off from your home first. Do your part, then people can see yes, if, you do if, your part. You know what? If 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 I happen to be in a position to speak to the BR fans, I will say make to the Ebos. To the Ebos. Yes. To the Please Ebos. don't drag me into yeah. to, 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 to the Ebos. I will say, I will say, make yourself the envy of all. Make yourself the envy of all. Yeah, let's come together. You, yeah. Make become an economic blog. Yeah, great. Begin to build that section of the of the country Trade. such that everybody wants to migrate yeah. to your side. Trade example in Abba. You transform Abba to a mega... Yes. Uh, okay, we are saying, we are saying, oh, we want to do go, they want to go, we want to go. How many, how many Igbo's governors are wearing made in Abba's jacket and proudly flaunting it? Great. Patronizing. How many... Because this is how it's going to start. And Abai is a very industrious place. Of man. course. Yeah, we are. So just imagine, just imagine all the governors... And it's very affordable. Yes. No, this is... This, Good quality. Let's do it this way. Just imagine that all the Igbo governors now come together and say, okay, you know what? All the rice that will be eaten in the East, Abakaliki, yeah. all the clothing linen that will be doing from this thing, let it be everybody, all all Igbos. And so that way the money stays in the East. Yes, exactly. So all Igbos. But how does that benefit Nigeria? That's no, why I say yourself make yourself first. the envy, envy of, of all. all. Of all. Yeah. Then when all of us are now looking at like, oh, hey, like, these guys with are... With little resources like they we, do, we, they do better. Then we begin to do... So. But like, if I look at you, I don't even know what I'm envying. I, I don't even know the reason why they are refusing you guys to go. Because 
when I look at this whole system, I don't see something that I, I'm envious that, oh, if this guy leaves us, we'll miss this. I don't see it. I'm sorry. You understand? But I, like I said, I want a situation whereby you guys can become an economic power block. Such that, because this trading, trading that you say you guys are strong, you, the irony is that you don't hold the macro economy of Nigeria. What you are holding is the micro. It's still the Yorubas that are holding the macro. When you talk about the big, big banks, how many banks do you have? The banks are held by, held in, in the Yoruba. The, go to the, go the port. port is in the Yoruba. Even the economic heartbeat of the country is still in the Yoruba land, right? So that's what I'm saying. So how come, why does the Alsace have the power then? Now, so, so, so I know this, this, is, this is a whole different conversation so, altogether. So, because it happens that the, the poorest part of the country holds the highest power and have been in power for the longest time. So, well, if you say the houses are, I, I, I think I should correct you, the houses are not in government. It is the Fulanis that are ruling. There's no one single house okay, president okay, in that yes. country. Okay, okay, the North. I, I would so if you use the word North, yeah, I will agree. But, yeah. Now, I feel that, one, they are smarter than us in how to play politics. Examples. When it's time for election, for example, a lot of us, on the day of election, even if our vote don't count, when it's time to vote, you see us voting on the Twitter, voting, ranting on Instagram. On, on the day of election, you see us playing street soccer. These Hausa boys that are doing Megad uh, or Kada Rider, you see they go back home with their small, small radio and go and vote. If you ask how many people collect PVC card in Nigeria, they have the highest number of PVC card holders. So what do you think is their motivation to do that? Because they have this political elite that tells them that there's this way they colorate this thing with ethnicity and religion. Like, hey, so you think, think they have been brainwashed? Yes, of course, it's part of it. Because if you... It, so they should, like, they don't know any better. But even... No, 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 no. The irony about the North is even this. Even if you go to the North, North happens to be the poorest country. The poorest part of the country. It's so funny that you are the one holding on power. It's your people embezzling the most, yet you are the most impoverished in terms of number of people that are impoverished. So you just have the political elites that are there brainwash the their foot soldiers and their foot soldiers can die for them. Their foot soldiers can die for them. All you just need to say, ah, they want to cheat our people. Oh, they want to cheat your fellow Muslim member. Oh, this person vote for him is a Muslim. So you, you think they have a more united front? Or, oh, or they move with one, one with, uh, with more spirit? United. They have more united front along ethnic and religious yeah, lines. Yeah. When you, when you want them to move a mass, a mass for you, just color it with religion and ethnicity. Then you see mass movement. So um, so now in 2023 election, Bounce, what do you think? What, what do you think? What do you think should be the way forward? Because now we have people poking up their head. The same names. <laughs> the same people poking their heads out. You've got Tinubu, you've got Atiku. I'm, I'm gonna be very honest. We can't you know, go nowhere with this guy. Coming, you know, from my you know, from my position, where my current position, it's difficult for me to really tell. I think the people back home will decide what they want, you know. No, 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 no. Whether back home or not back home. I know you, you. I know, I get it, but I don't know what the political structure is as of now. I don't know I don't know what's happening back home in terms of galvanizing the youth on who they want to lead them and all that. That's why I'm saying I have no idea. But from my own point of view, if I was to, you know, bring my idea on board, um, it's going to be it's going to be tough, you know, dealing with these old guys, you know, in, in, in politics. I still feel um, we need to... Don't we, you think that this, I think we need this, to educate this old names, ourselves... These old names need to go. It's not even about old names. I don't care about old people. I no, it's not, it's not the people, age. I mean, this same names. Yeah, I know. I feel the, the we, the youths, we need to start educating and communicating with ourselves better. Have a common goal. This is what we want. And from there, like they say, a consensus, right? From there, we can now bring out people that feel can drive us to achieving these goals. I think people need to have a different orientation to what we used to have. People need, we have in the town halls, for example, we need to educate people 
you know, the in, talks, in the, in the like what? we call them, the town halls. Like, town, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, town hall meetings, you know. People need to come together and we talk, you know. We have to, you know, communicate and I, say what I we need. I think Nigeria has passed the stage of talking to No, them. we have to, because that's the only way you can unite and get what you want. Because these guys, they have the, they have the resources, they have the the brains to overcome what you think you can just to fight them. That's the honest truth. Yes, how do you want to how fight them? How do you want to fight they them? They control the military. So are you guys saying that we, we, apart from the names that we obviously know now, Which for names? 2023, yeah. we have no, because if these same people take take power in 2023, my guy, we know they go anywhere. We're not, we're not moving an inch from what's, where we are right now. So how do you take power from them? How do we take power from them? Yes. By boycotting the election. Then you still lose because they still put the, place, the, the people in place. Some Dude, people still vote for them. All they need, all they need the is just for <laughs> some one person to vote. They're giving you a right to vote. You don't want to take it. So, like, come on. Because the question is... Get involved, engage. Okay, in Nigeria, there's difference between... But the thing is, okay, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Get involved and engage. You know, they give you the right to vote and you don't want to take it. But at the same time, even if we vote and... East and okay, let's say seventy percent of the country has voted for who they who they want a name that has never been seen on the ballot before. Do you think that the people in power and the order, the powers that be in the German politics, would let that guy take power? Yes, in this in this setting that we have, yes, they can. I I don't think so. Nigeria is way too corrupt to allow. No, Somebody not, who is not, not part even, of the game. You've not even allowed me to okay, get down. My question is that, yes, they will, but are Nigerians ready to vote somebody that has never been in the game before? Exactly. If you just as the, now that we are saying... That's yeah, the funny thing, though. You, you would hardly see the person's name even. <laughs> like, now that we are saying, oh, Nigeria, is, do you know that somebody like Ganifa and me was once a presidential candidate, which everybody knew him that he's a human right, this is fight for this, this yeah. how many voters yeah. Even his home state, he didn't win his home. So state. are you comfortable with just Tinubu and Atiku no, as our options for 2020? And that's why that boils down to what I, what I was saying. People's orientation needs to change. That's when they, once their once their mentality and orientation changes, they can then come together and give those people, the new guys, a chance. So do you guys think that? No just, having... just like the U.S. election, right? Most people didn't didn't trust Biden. Some people didn't trust Trump, but they needed a change. You know, the country was becoming hostile. Violence was going up. You know, America wasn't just in disarray. So, do you think that we're being handed? Uh, okay, do you think that we're being asked to choose the? How do you say it? Best of the. Of the same evil, how do, how do you say it? So for me, I don't think <laughs> best of two evils. Yeah, for me, I don't think we even have options. For me, sorry to say it, I don't think we have options. The only thing that I feel could help us is if one we could have an amendment to our constitution, mm. such that the power that is vested into the hands of one man can be decentralized. Yeah. Then we can begin to chase our governors. Make them hold accountable. Because, guy, if, like I just said, if the Eastern Bloc can form economic, become economic power, who cares about what's going on in Abuja? Exactly. To be honest, we don't really care much. It's like the way the system is here. Yes. Who cares about what's going on in Ottawa? Like, you know, because things are moving. Because, yeah, the the local province is functional, right? Functional. That's the point. So if we can just get it right, even at the grassroots, look at government, look at cancel laws. Yeah. We are, see, we are pointing accusing fingers at, at the this thing. Uh, the cancel laws move like the oh, governors. Okay, guy, this is, let me tell you, there was a day I was in, in, a, in, a, in a gas station in Nigeria and I went into the gas station to get free and the next thing, the manager there was like, no, you, that, he was like, they blocked it and he would ask people to come from behind to come up and I looked at him and I asked him, and somebody like you will open your mouth and say the president is not doing well. Yeah. This small gas station you are giving to manage, you can't manage it fairly. Yeah. You can't manage it fairly, but you want to point out. So, it even boils down to us. Yeah, that's it boils down. Yeah, exactly. That's why I use the word oriented people. People, have, they have to change the mentality. Down. And that is why our look security at, forces Look at what is impunity. happening in our religious settings. Look at how some pastor feels that they are demigods. Exactly. 
the way they treat even their church member or their fellow human beings and as curse them, you for not paying tithes. And co- curse you. For not paying tithes. Yes. <laughs> like it's their right. <laughs> Do you understand? So if forget the presidency, forget those guys at the top. Even the people I worked in the bank. So most of so the you're saying it's very easy to point fingers at the at, at the government. At the government. Or at Gwari. But we also have to ask you, look at DPUs in the police station. How is he behaving? Look at councillors that they gave small money to do small contract job. Are they doing it well? Look at the, the House of Assembly members that just have small things. Even we, the this thing, the moment your person gets political appointment in a person that the next thing you just expect him to begin to buy things and build a house all of a sudden how will he do all that if it's not corruption okay so since we're on the issue of corruption right so uh a very a very um common thing which you guys can identify is during the election season right the politicians come because they te- they teach Nigerians these things do you understand they teach Nigerians these things so Okay, let's say I'm contesting for a governorship. Now, people like people have not been seeing me doing anything for years. And here comes me with bags of rice, with my face plastered on it, with hand fans, with pamphlets, with books, with envelopes of money. Do you, don't you, like, I personally, I think that that, that behavior should be eliminated. Like, completely eliminated. Like, Giving people things to entice them to vote for a particular candidate should be completely eliminated because they know that Nigerians, you know, Nigerians are, are hungry for anything they could get from the government. From the government, because we get nothing. So when the slightest opportunity to grab anything, we would take it. And they so they they've they've seen that loophole and they've seen that opportunity and they're using it to the to the maximum. How sustainable is that? We've been doing it for years. That's why. But so it's very sustainable. No, a lot not. of politicians have won their. Have won no, their I don't mean from a politician point of view. I mean for the people. When I mean like how sustainable, how sustainable. That's, that's what I'm saying. But you can't go to a, a regular Nigerian and tell him to to not take. That's <laughs> you know what, what I'm, no. To not take a bag of rice. That's why you know, I'm telling like, you. Like, can you do? Can I do that here and give you a bag of rice? And because you know you're right. You know. Why should you pay? Other than know you get it. Other than know your right, you know, I think it still boils down to level of poverty, right? That's so exactly what I'm saying. Each don't you think that should be that char- that that behavior or that 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 system or tact or, or or campaign tactic should be eliminated because because why didn't you give these people? Well, let, let, me, let me just finish my point. Let me, let, me, let me just finish. Let me, let me stopping. Well, why why, why why didn't you give these people these bags of food? with your face on it from January to December every year. Why in this particular month? And once you're elected into power, it's Salewawa. Bye-bye. I'm out. I'm out of here. So let me tell you Let something. me be chopping let money. Let me tell you about something about the Nigerian political class. They know how to perpetrate themselves in government. And one of the ways to perpetrate themselves in government is to impoverish some certain niche in the election, uh, in the electoral um, ecosystem. And that is the voters to make people, a lot of people as poor as possible. Because if the more poorer people you have, the higher propensity for you to perpetrate these acts that you are just yeah. explaining. And you don't think that should be eliminated? How would How? you eliminate? But from the federal government. How? How? How would the federal How? government? Like I said, it's easy for us to point fingers at federal government. How do you? So are you saying that it's only the people that haven't been stressed? Are you saying that the common Nigerian just have to boycott? All these goodies. <laughs> you can see, take it and see. Vote you know, you know, funny enough, man, it doesn't end there. Funny when enough, you go to the polling booths, funny enough, you still have agents let there me, handing me, out. Let me tell you something. Envelopes of, of wait, money. Wait, let me tell you something. Before Africa or Nigeria can attain that level of sanity in their electionary process, we must improve economically. Because imagine while we were in Nigeria, for example, Imagine you're an average person in Nigeria. You're working probably, you have your own small business and you want to go and vote. Who will come and give you 1,000 naira to vote for this person? Exactly. You can buy my votes. You understand? It is not about knowing your rights. No, it is about your economics. 
It is the economics that they are using now. They know that, oh, this person is a hungry person. If he's uh, just yeah. give me so some So off it. Yes. But if if to a very large extent, every e- e- economy is great, yeah. people don't even need to go to school. Just even become a weather, become a bricklayer, become a painter, and you are doing well financially, economically, and you queue. You want to vote? Who will give you one thousand to to to? Because you know the vote you're you know the vote you're putting in place. It will also empower. In fact, it will be make your business thrive better. Yeah, it will be insulting for somebody to look at you and say, "Take one thousand vote." Like, are are you insane? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said people's mindset has to change as well, and like economically, like you said, that which is very key. I agree. They know this. They know people are hungry. Then another problem of our our electionary, this thing is still religion. Oh, okay. I, no, I, I, <laughs> no the, okay. Let me just that's one thing I can't even argue. No, so now look at one of the analysis that one lady did in, in Joss. She's a Christian lady, she was preaching this, and he said, We are all screaming that uh government is bad. How do we expect good government? She now said, Everybody in this church, I hope we are all good Christian. Everybody says they are good Christian. We are born again. Everybody feels like they are born again. That means we are all good, right? The next question is, uh, how many of you guys here have PVC? How many of you here are members of registered political parties? Now, if good people don't have PVC, if good people don't are not members of political parties, how do they get to governance? So that means our system... In fact, the way our system has painted politics, they will tell you politics. I hate this cliche in Nigeria. Politics is a dirty game. Or they will always tell you that if you go into politics... But it is generally... Wait, wait. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. They will, tell, they will tell you that oh, politics, you will sell your soul to the devil if you go into politics. So a lot of people don't want to sell their soul to the devil. And they are, the good people are outside politics. And allow the bad people... And, allowed, and you are not outside. You are not saying it's not good. You that you are good. Come the in. first question is, do you have a PVC? See? I see. I understand what you guys say about this PVC, but once again, I'll repeat. Okay. Does our vote really count? Yeah, okay. One of the votes, one of the one of the, the times we use doesn't make the vote count. One of the times that our vote kind of feel like being counting, if our vote doesn't count, there are some stages that the vote can count. For example, if your vote don't count at the federal or the presidential election, your vote could count at the senatorial election. Your vote could count at the House of Assembly. Your vote, and if we begin to make these microchromism changes from those little bit by bit, then we begin to enlarge it. So, do you think that our vote counted in last presidential election? Oh, come on, no, no, uh, guy, 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 really, guy, man. guy, guy. We all know what happened. Do you think our votes will count in twenty twenty three? Well, it's still the same system. So, what's the guarantee is going to count? It's using the same paper system, you know, manual system. Like, how is it going to count? I mean, we have a long way to go when it comes I to feel when it, as a whole. When, when you want to vote, okay, look at what's happening. You put this Loretta as a, an INEC official, and the person is, is what? Is a top government uh, official. How do you reconcile politics and political? I mean, Somebody being an umpire and at the same time is an addict, card carry member of a, a ruling class. Who's, who's it? Which... This, for example, this Loretta, that woman oh, that yeah, they're having like, issues yeah. with. She's been nominated as one of the commissioner of, uh, of INEC. But this person is a card carrying member of, of APC. How do you reconcile those things? Like I said, guy. Let's just take a break from the whole about yeah. of. Like, I mean, no, 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 no. See, this conversation was about. No, this was good. It, it has to be. Talk, if we don't, who, who will? If we as Nigerians don't address our problem, okay, now it's it's stressful. Okay, now it's annoying. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What do you feel? What is your position about diaspora voting? Diaspora voting. Yes. <laughs> we. I don't think we have a system in place for that yet. We can. We can't. No, we can't. Like we can. But Nigeria have issues to be... Like, we have the population at home right now. Like, we are 250. We have... But I think... I, I can't... I can't remember. I think Chad or Mali is like the, the country, the African country with the least population. We, we, we have more than 250 million people in Nigeria. How many, how many of us is, is in diaspora? It's a possibility. 
but you need okay. you need you, you need good okay, let's good put it, let's... internet infrastructure you need good system to to at least people from home could be able to, should first be able to vote from their home you see you see this thing that you saying ba is exactly the problem that the Niger deltas are having so what is what this is this is why i said so the Niger deltas are providing nigeria with the highest source of revenue revenue Diaspora remittance yeah, to Nigeria is the new gold. After oil, the oh, next thing is diaspora remittance. And now you are telling me that that source of economic strength does shouldn't have a say in governance. You know, you know, you know, you know. The reason I'll tell you the reason I said I said that I don't think it's going to be feasible for now. Knowing the knowing the people we have in power, Zeke. Trust me, a situation will arise where they say that diaspora votes wouldn't count. We have stupid people in power. Well, we are, we have our deputies in the I mean, House do, of do you Speaker saying somebody cannot say it because how can somebody living outside he, te- Nigeria thank you. come and tell come us? And tell, thank you. Well, so but, so we, we're, we're getting to the end of this podcast. And uh, Bounce, where are you there? We're getting to the end of this podcast, but like uh, to be honest with you, with diaspora voting, <laughs> it, it, they will joke about it. It's it, of course it should happen because you know why? Looking, being in diaspora and looking into Nigeria and what's going on in Nigeria, we're in a better position to make a more reasonable, less desperate judgment. Because when you're in Nigeria now, this is happening, right? It, Nigeria is hot right now. People just want somebody to save us, somebody, anybody to save us. But here you have the luxury to calculate. You, you know, you see the people on the, uh, what do you call it, the polling list, the, you know, you see the people on the ballot paper and, 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 and the parties on the ballot paper. So let's say, for example, you're in diaspora and in 2023, you have, you have the likes of Atiku, you have the likes of Tinubu, I think there's another guy, more of a, more of a, more of a, uh, this guy is more of a humanitarian, uh, humanitarian or a freedom fighter. Uh, sure. Yes. And then you have Pitobi. Let's say we have these four people, the top four in the, in the ballot paper. Now, Nigerians, no, Nigerians in Nigeria, might not even realize that Showere and Pito B is in the ballot paper. That's what I'm saying. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. They might not even realize because, because, because somehow the Nigerian presidential election system has managed to suppress every other party, as you call them, mushroom parties, in the, on the ballot paper. Because when, when, when Buhari was, was campaigning for presidency, it almost seemed like it was only him and Atiku. See, that's what I'm talking about, the money needed to prosecute election, the economics of prosecuting election. So, 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 uh, so, so concluding my point, so you have Buhari, you have, um, you have Buhari, uh, so not Buhari, you have Atiku, you have, you have Tinubu, you have Atiku, you have Shore, and you have Pitobi. In Nigeria, in Nigeria, okay, might not even realize that Shore and Pitobi is in the ballot paper. Now, the diaspora, will have of course they will get rid of Buhari, uh, of uh, of uh, Atiku and uh, Tinubu now we're left with two choices so Shore and uh, I'm not Yoruba so I don't know how his name is pronounced but Shore and uh, Pitobi who do you think the diaspora would vote for between Shore and Pitobi because Pitobi has more political experience than Shore other than political experience I think for me I'm not a big fan of Shore the reason why I'm not a big fan of Shore is that I feel and I understand his modus operandi. He's entitled to do, to follow that. Maybe you can be radical and you can be unruly and talk to people anyhow, all in the name of you want to collect freedom, power, you want to collect freedom, you want to do this. But I also know that there's a place for diplomacy. So from the from diplomatic standpoint, I don't see sure in the League of Things. Yeah, I agree to that. Well. I don't see Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. For me... It's you can P2B for me ranks above yeah. every other other an guy. intellectual. He's the, he's the man that be, he's so done it. So do you think if, other if, than that he's done it before? The way he so speaks, he speaks, yeah, yeah, he has more presence. Make no mistake, Shore is good though. He knows what he's but doing. Then, uh, but that, 
that, that brings me to another that diplomacy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trust me. I'm trying to end this podcast as soon as I can. But the thing is, the <laughs> Nigerian situation is as long as we've I. But the thing is, that now mentioning Pitobi, why is it that it's the most educated and the most fluently speaking and the most learned that is being used as vice president? Which in reality we know that a Nigerian being a, a, a Nigerian politician, a vice president or a deputy governor, a senate president has more power than a, a let, vice let president. Let me tell you something. I I, I told like uh, it's only a title. I told Shion three days ago. I said if I also have opportunity to change something in Nigeria, one of the things I'm going to change is to eradicate the office, the, of, the office of, of vice president. president. Yeah. Because I said, it's a, who is the deputy prime it's... minister in Canada? Um, um, I, 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 this is um, funny enough. Who is the deputy prime minister in the UK? Funny enough. <laughs> oh, no, no, deputy prime minister. Oh, prime, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. Like, you don't know these guys, right? So, why is it that the Senate president so, so have what, more power than the vice what, president? What's Kristen Phelan? What, don't she, even I think know. she's deputy, I mean, some, yeah, I think she's, yeah. So, for in, me, in Canada. for yeah. me, right, I think Africa, Nigeria in particular, I think we should look for an organic way of developing our own kind of politics. Yeah, exactly. Because we can draw inference from our ancestors. See the way, see what happens in the East. We have the age grade group. We have the the uh, uh, Arochuku setting. In Yoruba land, you have the Oyo Messi. You have the Oyo Messi counters, whatever. the Oyo, You have check and balance. You understand? Yeah. So, we can look, we don't have to adopt a system of government that is bogus, that is so expensive to run. For example, now, if you look See, at boss, what, if you come on here again, we'll charge if, you if you, look, if, you, if you look at, if you, <laughs> if you look at <laughs> the amount we spend on the office of the vice president and the output that the office of the vice president yeah, is giving us, it's not bringing why should you spend balance, money yeah. on it? Yeah, true. So you agree that we should? From what Zik said, I think it makes sense because... This, from what we've seen, these people don't. I want to know how. Wait, wait, wait. What has Osibaje done? Or the, or another question is that what is the essence of having a senate president and a speaker? You cannot have one person. Why are we operating a bicameral legislature? True. Why can't we go for a unicameral legislature? And all we get is two minutes clips <laughs> from the from the House of Reps yes. all the time. So what what has you know what is the I, essence I, 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 of this? You know, you know the thing is Nigerians Nigerians can be easily deceived. So they release a two minute two minutes clip three minutes clip of somebody ranting. Oh, Nigerians are dying. Why are we not doing anything? Oh, you understand? No. The and then, and then you go to the comment section. They, oh, somebody speaking for us. Oh, but when they I don't buy it. Go, the guy. I don't buy it. I, I somebody is dying, but when they give him his money, ask the person that is ranting. Nigeria is dying. What has it done with the constituents? Because that was how Dino Milai was also always shouting. They're all part of the problem. So it's it's crazy. But anyway, so I'm crying, I'm shouting. It's all of them that is crying and shouting during the election, they will give their talks gun to be shooting to put them in power. After the election, those gone in the house of the talks becomes what those talks will used to eat. She said house of the talks. Yes, in the house of the talks will now become what they use to terrorize people. They are also part of the problem. In fact, they are the major. They will come out and be saying, Nigeria is insecure. Nigeria is insecure. But during the election, you were shooting. For example, in the case of Kogi State, what we have in, in Kogi State was not an election. People were shooting. People were even singing and saying, pa, 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 for election. This is the barracks of, you know, the people you claim to protect. To protect you. Pro people that protect the so-called elites live in slums. Look like at this. where they live. So like, like, come on, like, it's fundamentally flawed. Everything is so, flawed. So, so where where do you attach the 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 evil virtue of greed? Don't you think that it's one of the top five issues with our politicians? When see when somebody have five billion, when somebody and uh, just uh, we just stop here to say congratulations to our to our brother Israel Isaiah for winning his. Uh, no, Zeke, you are uh, sorry, bounce. Where is your brother? This. Let me cast you. So, wait, I know what, he's what? from New Zealand now, bro. So, we have nothing now. We have nothing. What have you contributed <laughs> to make him achieve this feat? We have nothing. So, bounce, can you update us on the fight? Oh, absolutely. I think he. We can't hear you. Madison did dominate the fights. I didn't watch it, but 
looking at. Uh, so the flag he's holding is the New Zealand flag. Oh my well, god! Yeah, chai. It's what it is, right? It is what it is. <laughs> but he still reps the country. He still reps Nigeria. We all know that. But he's even trying to even rep. Congratulations, Israel. Nigeria, nothing. To be honest, like, yeah. who did he fight tonight? Victory. Um, and he's an Italian lad. Pretty tough guy. I'm, I'm happy for him, like, you know. Nigeria, the thing is, we are talented people. We are good with sports, technology. Man, we, like, the politicians Nigerians, don't know we strive what they and excel have. outside, but we don't, we don't excel in our own country. That's what does that tell you? Something is wrong with that system. What does that tell you? The system. The system is flawed. It gets so rich ways. quick, a system where overnight riches is being celebrated and being... The seed of get rich quick is being sown even in the churches and the mosques. Exactly. Somebody, a pastor, will just look at you and say, "By this time next week, you get a contract you get that a is contract, uh... and you're and, and you're a bloody student." Where will you get a contract from? You're not other than a contract, other than the contract, if you get a contract, are you supposed to be celebrating? Because if your contract is competitive. You have a lot of people that brings in tenders and you compete to get a contract. That means the margin you make for your contract shouldn't be what will make you over millionaire overnight. In other words, the contract that we are praying for are over bloated contracts. The contracts that we are, are white elephant pro, uh, contracts. And that is why we'll be jubilating that, oh, I want contract. Because if you have actually one contract and your contract, you pass through competitive process for you to get that contract, it means that the margin that you are going to make on that contract shouldn't be too much to make you a millionaire overnight. That's the truth. That's the truth. Anyway, guys, um, I thank you guys so much. Thank you, Bounce. Uh, thank you, Bounce. Thank you, Zeke. Uh, today, we were supposed to, you know, discuss finances, as you know. Um, can you, with, with Zeke, who is a... Uh, What's your... An expert in the financial industry. An expert in... Am I? In everything money. No, no, an expert in everything money. No, 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 I always tell you, don't take my word. Money multiplier. A, don't take... Don't, don't take all our, all our advices as a, as a as an authority for you to do. But like we always say, for me, I'm an economic migrant. Okay. What dictates why I'm here? Because, because you know your potential and you know that yes. where you are wouldn't help you expand and yes. use what you have in your head. Yeah. So, and it will be a waste. Yes. It will be a brain dump. So the only advice I have for people uh, learning your scene is that make sure you have good knowledge of financial intelligence. Know how to multiply your every dollar. And also, I have not seen one billionaire that is an employee. All billionaires are employers. That's true. You can never be an employee. And be a, even a millionaire, even if <laughs> that that would be hard to reach. Maybe you win lottery. You know? Because Jay-Z always say, because of course I'm a big fan of Jay-Z, and he always say, till you own your own, you can't be free. Yeah. You know? Even if you only two corner, own it. Yeah. Even if you own and you still work, do something. But for you to just be under nine to five, my guy. So you guys have heard it. Um, our next session, our next session with Zeke will be all about finances. Zeke has a lot of knowledge to give out, a lot. You're gonna try him out. You know, you're gonna listen to him and hear what he has to say. And thank you for watching us on live. And um, our next session with Zeke, we'll get into finances. And if you have a tip for him, you can also send it over. And uh, I would like to say thank you to Bounce today um, and to wish uh, in for what it's worth, happy Democracy Day to Nigeria. For what it's worth <laughs> at all. Like, whatever it's worth, happy Democracy Day to Nigeria. Yeah, happy Democracy and, Day. And um, rest in peace to everyone we've lost in this fight for freedom from, tyr from tyranny or tyranny freedom from bad governance rest in peace to everyone we, we lost we love you and we hope you're in a better place than the shitty country we, uh, we, we, we live in which has been it's a beautiful country it's endowed with so many riches but it's been it's been milked you know it's been milked to nothing 
by each leaders. And we say again, rest in peace to everyone we lost. And uh, we just pray, we keep praying for Nigeria and we keep praying that somehow we get rid of bad governance and the old people who can just lead us to nowhere. Uh, with that, we say thank you for everyone who watched us on live and uh, watch out for episode six of With the Sub Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.